The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 92. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. And today we are discussing the sixth episode of Season 5, Rite of Passage. Teenage angst. When Cassie's first kiss causes light bulbs to explode and her to fall mysteriously ill, SG-1 travels back to the planet Hanka to discover that Nirti has been experimenting on the population to find a way to grow herself a perfect human host. Nirti, now free after the death of Kronos, infiltrates the SGC while cloaked but is captured. She offers to cure Cassie in return for her freedom and her cloaking device. After some deliberation, General Hammond agrees to the exchange, Cassie is cured, and Nirti goes free. To and be continued, I assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. That's pretty that's much it. Yep. Thanks for joining us. No. Yeah. <laughs> I had a hard time writing the the summary for this one because that's like, it's like three sentences. Like, yeah, there's a lot of, I like this episode because it, it feels like it's more character focused, but there's not a lot of stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. We get, yeah. To, get to see Janet be a lot more strong in this one. Oh definitely. yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's, there's not a lot of action there. It's a lot of talking about things that are going on in the SGC, going into Nirti's base, going back to SGC. And your team following yeah. them. <laughs> I want to know, like, so they have all their protocols at this point. Now they're going to have to add, make sure that no cloaked people come through. It's just that, that laundry list of things they got to do. Just keep adding to it. Well, we thought they already had that. We thought they mm-hmm. had the Ritu devices already scanning them as they came through the gate. Apparently it missed Nirti until they went to look for her. And then they found her. Yeah. Maybe it was but, that guy's day off or something. Yeah. <laughs> Someone goes, it's been four years. Just, just let's not do that one good. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something that would happen in a government facility, actually. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah. But then when they needed the hawk to, or the, you know, the little retu detectors, they had them, yeah, the, ter- the TERS, the TERS, they had them really handy and stuff. So that was mm-hmm. cool to see that mm-hmm. again. Yeah. No, that was, I like that. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on this episode, Father? I, I did like it. I mean, it like it was. It wasn't more of an uh, character development, emotional uh, episode, uh, but it was still a pretty good one. Um, even with with uh, Cassie definitely being a, a typical teen plus, you know, extra sparky. Yeah, she was yeah. a real birthday girl. Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning there. Nice. Well, the sparks are flying. Yep. Uh. I feel like the her uh, her boyfriend's gonna have like some trauma now and never want to kiss a girl again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
What about you, Lisa? Uh, you know, when I when this episode came out, I didn't have kids. And so watching it now with uh, teens, young adults, it's it kind of gave me a different perspective, a little more, <laughs> a little close to home. I mean, we don't have sparks flying, but like the teenage angst and the eye roll and the, you know, <laughs> so I felt like that was very on point. Um the little argument in the kitchen, but I really liked it. I like that they um, brought back Cassie, that we got to see her again, that they, and they brought her back, not just like 1969 where she's in the future and sends them home, but you know, it kind of like completes her story in a way that, you know, mm-hmm. you bring the RT back and it. So I really liked that. Cause we, we talk a lot about all the things they never touch back on and, here they did it, and they did it in a good way, in my opinion. I like to see Janet Frazier have more development, and her going full mama bear was kind of fun. And then <laughs> seeing uh, Sam being the, you know, aunt, you know, they play chess, and, you know, so that was kind of fun. But I, I like Nearty. I don't know why, but I always have kind of liked her because she's, I don't know, I don't know if it's mysterious or that she's bad or she's just different than Apophis and all those other guys. Maybe because she's a woman. I don't know. But I, I just liked her. So I like that um, they let her go. Yeah. <laughs> we get to yeah. see her again. Not that too much in the future. She's going to come back and you're going to like, oh, darn. Um, but no. she, so She's not a- the mustache twirling villain that like Apophis <laughs> and those are. She is a little more subtle, subtle. in her yeah. villainy. Yeah. Yeah, she she uh she she has a she has a long term plan to this, not just let me steal you now to, you know, be my queen or whatever, like a promise. Mm. So much more conniving. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Victor? Yeah, I like nerdy as well, or as or as Jack calls her at one point, nerdy. But uh, <laughs> and I think a lot of it is just down to Jacqueline uh, Samuda's performance. It's 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 got some nuance and some depth in it. Um, which, which a lot of the other ghoul actors don't really bring to it or are directed not to bring to it. Um, so I, I do like that. Uh, I like, you know, Janet Fraser pulling the gun on, on her and then Hammond's Hammond's line, you know, uh, at that point was, was very nice. I liked, I liked that moment. Um, yeah, there's, I like the lab too. There's a lot of really cool looking alien lab equipment in her, in her lab as well. Yeah, I think it was, I think it's, you know, it's it's a good episode. And then, you know, the resolution where we don't really know what would have happened if it had, you know, been allowed to play out. You know, certainly Nirti didn't think that uh, uh, Cassandra was going to become a Hoktar, you know, an advanced human. Otherwise, she would have, you know, just let it, let it happen. But it it, it is kind of like one of those moments like, well, we'll never really know, uh, you know, what, what uh, Cassandra could have, could have become in that moment. But, and yeah, I don't know why, you know, they just, you know, why they kept their word to near T at the end, because, you know, she's, she's basically says, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to another planet and (laughs) torture a bunch of other kids (laughs) and then potentially release a deadly toxin that completely wipes out their world. I know why they did it for dramatic reasons, but, you know, realistically they would have said, ha ha, thank you. Um, and now getting, getting the whole, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. Like she really had to trust them at that point because they could have just gone back on it. And I mean, I get you don't want your lead characters to straight up lie to someone and not keep their word, but also from a realistic and practical level, 
you're not going to let a supervillain go free. Well, and to be fair, she really didn't trust them. It was more like the only thing she trusted them was that they weren't going to let Janet Frazier kill her. Shoot her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, and I think Janet would have. That, 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 that scene was so great, though, where she's holding a gun to her and she nerdy's like, oh, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And was it Hammond that said, let me remind you that this is her mother. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. look on Nerti's face was. Oh, (laughs) she will do it. (laughs) I like um, I like how they did that because I feel like it's a trope in shows where you have the the morally upright good character who gets pushed to the limit, and they have the the villain at gunpoint, and the villain is taunting them, saying they're not going to do it, and then they don't do it. Yeah, and so I like that they didn't go that direction with it because that's usually how those play out. They definitely implied that, yes, it, she would go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Cassandra is not played by the previous Cassandra actor actress. No, we, but we do have a recurring uh, or a returning guest star, I, I guess you could say, um, who yeah. would play Allie previously from our, our favorite episode, Bane. Was it called Bane? Bane. The one, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I read that the original actress was on another show and they couldn't oh, okay. They couldn't get her. Yeah, it did seem like she'd been aged up, but I don't know if, I mean, it's probably because I'm watching the show in a compressed amount of time, so it's really <laughs> been that many years, but. Well, it's four, four right? years, yeah. And I think she was supposed to be early teens-ish to begin with, wasn't she? Or 11, I think. 11 or 12, yeah. 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 So that. Yeah, 97 to 2001, five years, four years. Yeah, that mm-hmm. lines up. Yeah. So she, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 15 or 16 would be the guess. Her cake, mm-hmm. though, I think was like 14, 14 candles. 14 yeah. candles. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> <laughs> the whole decoration of like, like they're not having a birthday party. I guess they're just having Sam over. But Dr. Frazier like decorated the whole house and like put party streamers <laughs> and yeah, like. I, I've been a whole mom. Table. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and then they go outside and she's decorated the outside of okay. the house too. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> like the over the front door and stuff. There's there's birthday decorations, there's balloons tied everywhere and stuff. And there's no party going on. It's just, you know, Cassandra's going out with her friends. But yeah, yeah she I mean, she she could have stayed for a piece of cake. Yeah, she should have invited <laughs> the dude in. Yeah. There you go. My, yeah. My head cannon is uh she decorated for the party to try to convince her to stay for a party, and it just didn't work because she's a teenager. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. And I did like that. <laughs> that works. What are you wearing? Whole section right there. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go put on something that Sam bought you. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> You've they never had that really... conversation, have yeah. you, with your kids? <laughs> <laughs> your grandmother's coming over can you go put on something that she bought you you put yeah. on the ugly sweater she gave you last That's christmas right. who cares no <laughs> i like how natural um all the actors are with the child characters they have on the show like mm-hmm. every time every single time they've done it like they felt genuine and it hasn't felt awkward or weird so that's been good to see yeah, they do have a a really good chemistry with the mm-hmm. child and teenage actors. Until they start spinning chess pieces around. <laughs> yeah. With their mind. 
But well, yeah. at least she didn't yeah. have yeah. her head spinning. Her head didn't start spinning around all of the Exorcist. Yeah, that's yeah. Like a reference. Yeah, the reference to the Exorcist <laughs> in this one. Until that happens. Yeah, I like uh, Jack's explanation for how she was able to do it with the magnets. The way he but says I think that's it, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Right. Yeah, it's just weird. I was like, wait, is that right? Jack said it. It can't be right. Well, and well then you he saw goes, all their faces. I got it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all just, I got it right. Right. <laughs> well, and you remember it was at Window of Opportunity that he said magnets. Yeah. And so yeah. now he uses magnets. This is only this time it was. I'll go with with y'all's explanation that it was right. All of their faces were so cute. They were just like, "Did he just say that?" Yeah, <laughs> just throwing it out there, and he ends up being yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also like that we've gotten to see more of the the characters' lives outside of the SGC in this season. Like we had a uh, got to see Sam's house and everything in um the that one episode. Can't remember the name of it. Wasn't a great episode, which is probably why I can't remember Ascension. the name of it. But essentially, Ascension. yes, yeah. Um, but it's nice to see that it it really flushes them out more. So I'm hoping we're going to get more of that. So if Sam plays like chess with Cassandra every Saturday that she's on World, does that mean that Orlin was watching her play oh, chess with Cassandra? <laughs> <laughs> that that just makes it even creepier. creepier don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe she went over to the house and Orlin did not come. But yeah, knowing maybe Orlin, he yeah. probably did. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he was already corporeal, so he was stuck. Yeah. He was crying in the corner of the house. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's when he was that's when he was on her computer learning how to speak. Yeah, he was reading her diary. He was on <laughs> yeah. eBay ordering all the uh, metal stuff for all the, the parts, Stargate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's also, um, I don't know how this would work in real life or in the military or whatever, but uh, the way that General Hammond, it seems like, and maybe he did call the higher ups, but it seems like he unilaterally made the decision to come to that agreement with Nierti to free her in exchange mm -hmm. for um, healing Cassandra. So I assume, I assume he made his, he, he was yeah. the one that made that choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if Colonel he Simmons, didn't say that I yeah. called the you know I called the Pentagon or you know got on the red phone with the president or anything like that. He's just like I've been thinking about it, and yeah, we'll let you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if Colonel Simmons or you know Mayborn or NID actually aren't on the base, he's pretty free to do whatever he wants. It's only when they show up that he has to mm -hmm. threaten to call the Pentagon. We've yeah. had a lot of that lately, so yeah. it was good to see him be in charge and make the decision. Well, he is, he is the commander and he is a two-star general. I mean, that's not exactly a low rank in the military. Right. And it was cool, too, to see Teal'c actually take his side and, you know, not be like, <laughs> she reminds me of that girl who gave me a squirt gun. We must save her life. He's like, Teal'c yeah. is, <laughs> is, is like, yeah, no, we can't let near to go, even if it costs this girl her life. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And and um, so it was good. I mean, this is another episode where Teal'c gets like two lines, but yeah. Um, that was, that was, I, I thought good to have somebody agreeing with, with General Hammond and they mm -hmm. had to do that, I guess. So it wasn't just like everybody, like, you know, all taking the same side. Well, and if you think about it, Daniel really didn't have much to do in this episode either. No. I mean, he and Tilk had the whole weird, awkward walk through the lab, you know, um, well, he, actually more Tilk, I think than Daniel, well, nah. yeah. but he really, besides that one 
kind of weird encounter with Fraser in the hallway. Oh, you mean the 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 Daniel Janet ship? Yeah. So, my questions <laughs> about that? Is what? I'm <laughs> yeah, because he's like holding her hands, and he's like, "I'm there for you." And- it, it it really almost looked like at some point that they were considering that. Yeah. I mean, and it just this is kind of the residual of that was that one scene because that was much more than oh we're just friends. That was like there's something more there. Yeah, I but that's totally like the only this. we've. I mean, we rarely even see them in a scene together. Mm-hmm. You know, usually everyone else is interacting with Frasier. So it was kind of, I mean. It was just weird. Yeah. yeah. Where, where in the episode was this? Was this <laughs> before or after? What? I, I totally missed that. It was when they brought uh, Cassandra in and she was still sick and they didn't have a resolution to it mm-hmm. yet. Like he's mm-hmm. comforting her in the hall and he like is very, like holds her hand for a long time and is like patting her back and. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like a 30-second scene that, yeah. you know, just seemed more significant than it probably was. But He's got Janet fever, and the only cure yeah. is more Janet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> no, it, does, a, does Cassandra need a stepdad? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd be interested to know if they were considering, you know, if it was like one of those, if the actors kind of went that way or... It was a Peter DeLuise episode. I mean, yeah. or it was one of those like, let's throw people, let's just throw them this little scene and see what happens, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get yeah, them distracted from Sam Jack thing, right? So. Yeah. I I wish we got to see more of Janet in the show. I really like her character. Like, I think she, mm-hmm. it would be fun to see her go off world more. Oh, she does. We get, she does. Oh, good. And, yeah, anyways, yeah. <laughs> we'll see a lot more of her. Spoiler <laughs> in season seven, but anyways, uh, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, but uh, no, no, and uh, yeah, so yeah, she's she's great. Um, the camera angle where where she's she's holding the the 45 or whatever on a near T, and they like like zoom right in on her and stuff like this. Yeah, you know, they run up mm-hmm. on her with the camera. That was really cool. That was an awesome scene. I like that one. But even after like. So Hammond tells, so she's in there and like, there's like four airmen with like pistols pointing at her and Hammond says like, stand down. And like the two behind him do, but the other two in front, like are still holding their Mm -hmm. weapons on her. So I don't know. Maybe they just really don't like her or something. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't don't know, but yeah. She was a little too aggressive with that, uh, looking in their eye thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She She does do that a lot. Um, but yeah, no, lots of really good scenes with, with Sam and, and Cassandra. I like the whole, you know, I see you and it's like, oh, really? You don't see me as like a mutant, like freak with superpowers. And I thought her like electromagnetic, like powers should have like damaged more of the base. Cause they still put her in a room and it's like, well, you're in this room. I guess it's shielded from the rest of the base, but she didn't yeah. blow up the computers in there. And well, I was, I was actually kind of surprised with that. Cause you notice they had the old monitors. Yeah. And I was, oh. but of course they put the old monitors in there so it could have the. The RF interference, yeah. but I fear. Oh, you know, because it's been a while since I've seen this episode, and it, it's like I fear. Oh, they're gonna. These are these two monitors are the sacrificial lambs. They're gonna yeah. get blown out at some point. Nope, they just did the little you know staticky image. They just gotta degauss them afterwards, and they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, too bad Cassandra can't just like touch them and stuff and have that like run her hand over it and degauss them. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. Did you ever of, do like like those magnets that like you would put like they had like those those core like the steel core or like you know those magnets? Did you ever like try to like put one on a drill and like degauss your monitor that way? No. Like I you're remember. supposed to put them on a drill so they'd spin around, and then you go over your monitor like. I just I just hit the button that says degauss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but some people used to do that. One time, my younger one of my younger brothers. This was years and years ago when we still had a CRT monitor. He got a magnet. He was like four or five, and he rubbed it all over the TV and destroyed the TV. So I spent oh, yeah. like two, I spent like two hours doing the thing where you kind of like try to grab it and pull it off the screen like oh, oh wow <laughs> yeah it was it was not fun like those toys with like the mustache and like the it's metal filing basically the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. trying to draw the mustache yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah so on the, on the planet they they really went all out with the you know the, the planet scene and everything you know they're out in the woods it's dark mm-hmm. and you know they really used a high-tech indicator of how to get into the uh, into the base, glow in the dark handprint. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they you use to... like basically black light reactive paint in the in like a handprint. So they probably had like some you know underling, some some crewman who had to dip his hand in that paint and just stick it on the tree. <laughs> you well, know? Yeah, you have you have to think about from like the these are teenagers that go off into the woods because they're called there to have like the mind virus or whatever removed, and um or whatever it is and so you have to think like what would draw their attention and how would they know how to activate the entrance to the lab so but it's it's like why aren't other people from the village just like constantly wandering into her lab you know well, that's why maybe that's why she killed them all oh yeah, <laughs> tracks, yeah. probably yeah and how did like sg whatever not discover it like 11 or 3 or whatever what uh sg6 because they're not sg1 that's true there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably went through during the day yeah, good point. Yep. There you go. That's it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it did kind of remind me of Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. The I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was supposed to or not, but that's what they were telling the story, and that's what I kept thinking of Hansel and Gretel, you know, going to the woods and being attracted to the cottage made of candy and saying this mm. handprint and then the fire and being attracted to it. And then, yeah, yeah that's, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I do like the design of the lab. Um, it's always fun to watch shows, and you don't really get this as much now anymore because everything can be 3D printed or, uh, you know, you can fabricate things that look much less like everyday objects. But it's always fun to look in these older shows and see, like, what everyday items they have turned into the pieces of whatever high-tech thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Classic Doctor Who was really good for that. Like you would oh, yeah. just see children's toys just like on tables as like something futuristic or something. And that was the cool thing too about next generation is like they would get those special mugs, like those travel mugs that had like mm-hmm. the wide bottoms and then like, you know, they tapered up to the, to the <laughs> top. And, and I would watch specials about where the people who set, who dressed the sets would just talk about like where they found this stuff and all this really cool stuff. And I found one at a thrift store a couple of years that, ago. Yeah. I was very happy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think there they were was, for uh, putting on the dashboard of your car so like mm-hmm. you could drive and they wouldn't like slide around. You could just reach up. This is before there were cup holders because cars didn't always have cup holders. Well, then then um, the glassware on Voyager was uh, was it Bodium? Was that the company yep. that makes the really mm-hmm. modernist glassware? And it was just literally right out of their catalog. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah they, Hollywood's really good at doing that. And of course, there's there's stories of 
all these different productions of, oh, yeah, that was this kind of weapon or this kind of toy or, you know, or, you know, like, something we yeah. just found at the store, you know. Yeah, one of my favorite YouTube channels is, um, it's called Create Sci-Fi. So the spelled Sci-Fi spelled S-C-I-F-I. So Create Sci-Fi. And it's this independent uh, filmmaker out in Los Angeles who just like, he's just sitting in his garage and he shows you how he makes all the props for his films out of like stuff that he spent $20 on at Home Depot or Harbor Freight <laughs> and all of his yeah. different painting techniques and stuff. And it's, it's a really fun, it's a really fun channel. Oh, nice. I'll have to check that out. I love yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, kid bashing and stuff, and and well, I love, I love the little devices they find in in, in her uh, her base there, and they almost look like torture devices. Yeah, they, they do. Are. That's the sad yeah. part. You know, there's that one where it's got all the spikes off of it and everything, and it's like we what call this, this one the gouger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one. But then of course the we've got the little tricorder thing in the palm, yeah. the palm scanner or whatever that she uses to heal them. Oh yeah. So I was I was wondering because we've seen Sam use gold technology, mm -hmm. and didn't she use something to heal someone like back in like season one? I know she used like the mind device. She but... did use the the healing thing. Yeah, but yeah, I don't remember if she was successful. I yeah, because I, wasn't that she yeah. was having trouble with it? She wasn't able to do it. Yeah, and they kind of so, never went anywhere with that. I think yeah. they purposely didn't want it to be used, you know, like a crutch, mm. kind of like the sarcophagus, mm -hmm. why they never have one around. Right. Right. But I did think of that in this one, that surely it's still at Area 51 somewhere. You're like, go get it. Well, Bring they ended it, up getting the it. one from <laughs> yeah. anyways, so. Yeah. And I think you'd also kind of like, if you're dealing with like a virus, you'd have to kind of know like what RNA or whatever you manipulated in the first time, in the first place mm -hmm. to fix it. It's kind of like, you know, that thing could be used to, like, heal a broken bone. That would probably be pretty easy. But if you're, like, re rewriting, like, you know, RNA of a virus or something, that you probably have to know, like, what you did to undo it. I don't think there's just, like, one setting that just goes, like, heal. I think it's a little, Aww. maybe more nuanced <laughs> than that. Heal now. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know if Cassandra's going to have to get, like, three or four boosters after this. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think i think this one worked <laughs> yeah it did yeah, take two so. tries yeah. though it did take two tries that's so true. I mean, that's true that's, that's right <laughs> and so do we do we see cassandra again after this or is this her her exit this was it mm, we hear yeah. we hear about her like they reference her okay. but but we don't ever see her again Hmm. So that kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Kind of like the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when they were like talking up like how these people would interact like with the Avengers and all, all like the Marvel like superheroes yeah. and they would get like a call from Thor or something and that would be. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Or they'd, they'd hear, oh yeah, do you yeah. hear what happened in New York? Oh yeah, yeah. that was terrible. Anyways. Oh, yeah, that, that was terrible. <laughs> I wonder what their end game is. Oh. Or but, oh. But anyways, yeah. no. It wasn't, but yeah. They do That's a lot a, of that, just name checking, but we can assume yeah. that Cassandra's hanging out at the same school with all the other kids they've brought back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Through the Stargate. For gifted so, and talented. Professor uh, Professor X is uh yeah, school. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Exceptional. That's the premise the of the new Stargate show. 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't encourage him. Stargate high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be yeah, on the CW, I'm sure. that for Star Trek, so why not Stargate? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I was thinking, because um, we do see her, like you mentioned, uh, we see her in 1969. Um, I would assume that that's because she survives here, because otherwise we wouldn't see that. But it'd be, be interesting to see if they had touched upon that at all, which I don't think they mentioned that. Mm-mm. No. Oh, yeah. Like, if you die now, do we ever make it back? Yeah. Or is there, like, a bootstrap paradox or something going on there? They could have even talked about, like, maybe be maybe she does become, like, the perfect host, like, advanced human, and that's why she's able to help us in the future, and do we yeah. take that risk? Like, But they don't, they don't bring anything like that. It's fun to think about, though. I do, uh... I do want to see more, more like of the characters' civilian lives. I like that we're getting that. It it adds a lot of depth to them, and I know I know Teal gets an apartment at some point, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I feel like in these these kind of mid season or mid of the ten seasons, right in the middle, that where we are, they they do a little bit more earthbound episodes, and so we get to see them a little more in their regular clothes and undercover and doing things and. And their houses, apartments. We're going to see more of Jack's houses and lake. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, his fishing pond. Fishing, and... yeah. I can't remember if Daniel. We see another house of his apartment. Yeah, they but... can't make up their mind what apartment Daniel lives in. Mm-mm. I wonder if he forgets to pay his rent because he's always off planet, and so he gets kicked out. Yeah, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if when we see Sam. You know, in, I care what season it is where she has the long term boyfriend that we always are seeing at the house. If it's the same house, I can't, I can't remember. So, but we we do get to see them more at home. If you but, do know, leave us a reply yeah. in the comments, and you can post addresses in in Vancouver where we could potentially visit these places someday. Exactly, it's on my list to go there sometime. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> Oh, I looked up, um, we had an actor in this episode who was in a former episode that was one of our favorites. Absolute favorites. It was oh, who is that? Dominic, who played the uh, superstar kisser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in One False Step. Oh, was he really? He oh. was one of the guys with the zipper. No way, he was one of the, the white people in that episode? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, he was, <laughs> oh he, was a little, he was a little white person. He was a little the, one. The they gave him a yeah. name, Joe. It was Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's him. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him now. Yep. That's funny. He's wearing a uh, a onesie. I'm sure he, he's much happier with his yeah. costume right. in this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, did y'all have any other thoughts on this episode? Nothing here. Other no. than we should mention, uh, there's no ramifications to... Janet's actions. Nothing happens to her. As expected. I'm okay with that, though. Yeah, she's saying yeah. everybody's life. Yeah. 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 Um, I was just going to tell Rothery, who plays Janet Frazier, she, she's done, she's been in so many things since then and all that, but I, I really thought she did an excellent job showing that angst mm-hmm. of a mother, you know, with a mm-hmm. child that's sick and all of that. And so um, 
she does give us, there's several episodes where she gets to show off her acting chops. And so just give her a thumbs up because I thought this was a, a, a good, what little she gets to do of that. This was a good, mm-hmm. good job. Yeah, I know she was great. Awesome. Uh, we do have some feedback on our episode Ascension. AM uh, on YouTube says that um, him reascending is different from Daniel. Orlin was a human who ascended on his own without help, so presumably he can do that. Do it again at will. I, I didn't know Daniel ascended, so I'm going to just go with that. But. <laughs> You'll find that out soon enough. Yeah. yeah. Just spoiler for later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a 25-year-old show. Spoiler yeah. tags don't apply yeah. at this point. Nope. Nope. So. <laughs> I thought Daniel just got really buff. Is that, does he get buff then ascend, that's, or is it post, the other way around? Well, he's kind of getting there now, but that's definitely post-ascension. Yeah. He comes he gets, back buff. He gets very naked first. Yeah. I think when, <laughs> when he agreed to come back, when they worked out his contract, it was probably in there somewhere. Gets to show off his... You know, muscles a little more. He goes from, you know, like t-shirt, regular t-shirts to cut off shirts all the time. Muscle (laughs) shirts. It becomes that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) From nerd to jock. There you go. (laughs) Now, did we have any uh, fun um, episode titles uh, for this one, Victor? Yeah. um, A lot of like right of initiation type titles. Um, in Italian, though, we, we get Fire of the Mind, Vocio Delemente, which I thought was good because it is kind of like a, a a mind fire. And I thought that, you know, Teenager Mind Fire would be a pretty good name for a for a band. Um, <laughs> is that an emo band? Or? Yeah, it's an emo, yeah. emo band. <laughs> and then uh, in, in German, we, we get Rite of Passage, but that that's a Das Übergangsritual. Which is uh, like a death metal band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of band names going on here, but it is. Yeah, it's it's it, I'm glad that uh, the foreign languages took some liberties with the title here because they they hadn't been doing a lot of that lately. So I'm glad they, they got on it. <laughs> Helping us yeah. out there. Yeah. They're all synonyms, but they're fun. Yeah. Other than fire the mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate including Jack W., Lenny B., Sam F., Rachel F., and David K. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give and be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secret of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the Secret of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. I couldn't finish the harvest. I have to go into the forest. Everyone's got to once in a while. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Star Wars. 
Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Wars.